Hello and welcome to Wellbeing with Manny in conversation with. What we listen to and hear throughout the day can shape how we feel. If we feed and nourish our soul with wholesome conversations from everyday people, filled with positivity and stories that people can relate to, you may feel less alone and even inspired. We're all working through stuff and sometimes you need to hear conversations that have failures, successes and everyday struggles. Wellbeing with Manny in conversation with is listening to others talk about how they have journeyed through life so far, including some top tips for you to take away. Hello everyone and welcome back to Wellbeing with Manny in conversation with. So today is a very, very important day. So it won't go out today but you'll remember it when the episode does drop today is it's time to talk day which is a really really important day and it's the most important day to have with us someone who is incredibly special and helps to open those conversations so today we welcome to well-being with money in conversation with mary birch who is the lead counselor from the amazing industry minds who do such incredible work welcome mary Thank you, Manny. Um, and what an introduction. <laughs> and they say we had talked a wee bit earlier about imposter syndrome and that build up. Got, oh, there it is. And what I'll probably do before the episode is make that even longer. So you won't, you, you'll have to listen to it, you know, <laughs> just to sit in your power. <laughs> Oh, I can feel my face going red, yeah. honestly. Right. Oh, but we'll, hey, we'll, we'll, gonna, we'll come back to imposter syndrome because I think it's it's a very, it's such an important subject. And obviously in, mm-hmm. in some of the email exchanges we had, you know, we've laughed about what we've said. So we must come back to yeah. that. Um, so I, I always start these conversations with asking, what does well-being mean to you? Well-being, obviously, you know, as a therapist, as a counsellor, well-being for me is is everything about the person, not just mental health, but it's about all those, you know, about physical health, the connections with with people, that just everything that makes us. Mm -hmm. And if we can keep that in balance, for for me, then that is, that's what well-being is you know and yeah. um, it's kind of hard to describe it's mental health it's physical health it's just yeah feeling good about yourself mm. as, as well whatever that means for you um and we talk about you know if we go about even about imposter syndrome yeah. that feeling good about you might be being confident recognizing your your value and that's what works for you for mm. others it might be that I look at my son at the moment and for his well-being is about going to the gym and and building up that six pack again you yeah. know and that's what's important to him yeah. um, and obviously for others you know that, mm. that mental health mm. and they all affect our mental health don't they yeah yeah I really like that idea of it's it's so individual to the person where they currently yeah. are and I love the idea of the scales I know that's something that in the well-being world, you talk about so often things have to be in balance, and once once it tips mm. one way, you feel a bit. But I love the idea that it's so individual. What what can make me feel happier one day, or make me just feel a bit more like I'm in control or balanced, could be so so different to someone else. 
yes and mm. and it's it's changeable as well isn't it totally. that sometimes what we need for ourselves is that bit of exercise and then I feel good mm. or we're on time to talk yeah. day um being able to just share what yeah. what's sitting with you and that's what's important for your well-being that that day yeah. do you think so it's, it's really yeah sorry. no sorry Mary do you think it's really important actually for people to recognize when it's not necessarily a good day for them or where they're feeling a little bit off balance and actually not putting too much energy into that because of this you saying it, it does your mental health your well-being can go up and down it's it feels quite normal that happens but do we do we overthink those days when we feel on the wobble some people do mm. absolutely and you're right we all have off days there are days where we feel just annoyed with the world or we feel sad and I always say to clients well that's okay mm. I think the concern is you know perhaps someone who's struggled with depression in the in in the, the past and then they have a down day and there's that oh the fear am I going back to that dark place um and part of you know with therapy is that education and going well no it is okay to you know to to feel sad to mm. wake up and go what is going on with me today but what we don't question when we're happy do yeah we? yeah we, we don't sit and go oh should I be happy what's that about <laughs> but it's those negative emotions are what we consider negative emotions and all those emotions, the sadness, the fear, you know, that feeling a bit angry, a bit frustrated, they're all telling us something. Mm. They're all telling us that something needs to change. And it's about listening to them. And, and you're probably onto my, you know, one of my favorite subjects, which is about emotions. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, you know, that if we ignore them, then they don't go anywhere they sit in the body and there's our well-being that's being yeah. that's being affected mm -hmm. and again I was talking to a client yesterday and we were talking about emotions and what the emotions are telling us to be able to listen to, to what's being said what's being said um, and I always say well if you stopped and asked someone for directions you know to to you know the theater you're going to and they'll go, well, man, if you go straight up that road, if you take the first right and then the second left, you'll get there. You hear, you hear those instructions. Mm. Um, and you can, if you ignore it, you're never getting to the theatre. Mm. And yet we, we ignore quite often what our emotions are telling us. And I think that's where the wonderful industry minds comes, comes in yeah. and go, you know, we, we can help you. Um, understand what those emotions are saying to you yeah so that you can is so, your being. so yeah. powerful I love that you know I love that idea of that that you know if you never really recognize what's going on and deal with them you never get to that place of where you need to go that might not be ultimate happiness but it might just be a stepping stone on feeling better than you are now I love yeah, that mm. it, it, indeed because um Nothing, you know, if the emotions, if we ignore them, they just don't go anywhere. Mm. I remember an actor during lockdown um, and we'd been chatting and I always say this, I always quote him because I love it. Mm. And we were talking about emotions 
and, and not dealing with them at, at the time. And he said, Mary, yeah, it's as if they go to the basement and they lift weights. And I go, that's exactly it. They don't, they wait. And then on those low days that you talk about, Manny, mm -hmm. and they go, ah, now's the time. And there it is. Those emotions come from the basement. They've been to the gym. Yeah. yeah. That time. And they're bigger and they're stronger. Mm -hmm. um, and sadly, quite often, that's when people come to therapy. Do you know when you know they're, they're, they're at that lowest ebb? Yeah. Um, and time to talk day. This is maybe the, the opportunity to say to people if you have, you know, around you know yourself, you know your own well being, if anything just doesn't feel right, mm. then that's the time to talk. Yeah. Talk to a friend, talk to a colleague. Yeah. Mm. Talk, talk to someone in, you know, in the industry. There are wonderful organizations yeah, out definitely. there. Applause for thought. Applause you know, for thought. Yeah. Do you know, just you know, send them an email, you know, pick pick up the phone. And yeah. that's the time. Yeah. You know, yeah. taking that responsibility yeah. for your yeah. own well, your own well-being. We we often we often align it, don't we, to our our physical health. I'm I'm sure um, many of the listeners all, all have heard this before. I'm sure you will. Maybe you'll have said it before that you know when we have um, a little tear in a cardigan or whatever. If we if we sew it up there and then, then we can yeah. deal with that little hole there. If we leave it, that hole will well, like my shoulders, <laughs> that, <laughs> that hole will get bigger and bigger and bigger and then it's a bigger job to fix it it can be fixed it can always be fixed but it's always be fixed yeah. yeah yeah and whereas and what what is the saying is that a stitch in time saves nine nine yes yeah just I thought the things that come back yeah. from school yeah. my goodness um but it, that's exactly yeah. that a yeah. stitch in time saves nine yeah. it can always be fixed and I think that's important to emphasize that that yeah. that hole in your 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 sweat or whatever can always be fixed, mm. but wouldn't it be great instead of having to use nine stitches? Yeah, you only need to use yeah one one yeah. or two. Yeah, yeah. gives you the tools as well to move forward and ensure that you don't get a hole in your sweater again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or know how to fix it, or know yeah. or know what yeah. to do should yeah. it happen. Yeah, and that's stitching time. Stitching time, I love that. And and actually speaking to people, even like you say, friends, family, just I know I've been in a situation before where somebody who is is, is not a therapist, not a counselor, but somebody close to me may say just a couple of things that resonate that just make me go, oh, actually, I, I could do that. And I could do that. And that just might make me feel this today. It doesn't always obviously reaching out to places such as industry minds applause for thought absolutely always you know recommend doing that but sometimes if it's just a conversation with someone you just never know how that's going to lift you yeah and and it's so important and and it is that and I don't know about you Manny but quite often um when when people talk to us they, they're they're sharing a problem and in therapy that they don't want you to solve it. They don't need you to fix it. That we are all different, going back, you know, we've said, but we have the solution in ourselves, mm -hmm. inside ourselves. And quite often when people share, they just want someone to listen. Mm 
They just want someone to understand and see it through their eyes. Mm. And that's the, that is the important thing, whether that, you know, and the pressures around, you know, the industry at the moment, if we can just take that time, non-judgmental, Absolutely. not looking for a solution, but just be going, how are you today, Manny? Mm. And actually hearing how you are. Yeah. And also not, you know, our usual stock answer is, oh, I'm fine. And you push away whatever it is. Yeah. Um, wouldn't it be wonderful? And again, isn't it? I always find it strange if, if I'm doing one of these chats or a seminar. Um, and in that week, you go, oh, there are examples of exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, and I was speaking to a new client yesterday. Um, and they were saying exactly that. Whatever is going on with them, if someone goes, are you okay? Do you know, are, are you fine? And they feel that need to go, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Mm. When really there's, you know, yeah. being able to say, but it's a fear of being judged at yeah. times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is, and if we could all just be a wee bit better, mm. you know, with our friends, our family, whatever that the people were working with yeah and just being saying let's have a cup of coffee mm. how are you today Manny? Yeah. yeah yeah no judgment yeah. not trying to fix just listening mm. I have a, a lovely friend who's going through something tricky at the moment and uh I I know that she didn't want to necessarily talk about it it's something that she has to to process yeah. so I just kept sending her thinking of you type messages and then yesterday she sent me a message that was unrelated to that issue so I thought oh okay so maybe she's um feeling a bit more open so I then sent her another message after saying um I'm just checking in how are you and I don't want a stock response from you I'm okay I'm fine I'm asking how are you um to yeah. which she did reply you know with reference to that which I thought sometimes you know it isn't just it isn't always our responsibility to kind of you know push someone or drag it out mm -hmm. of them when you know someone well you can just mm -hmm. go back to them and say I'm asking you truly are you okay you know yeah yeah and it's giving them that space to talk mm. it's it's that quite often uh, and I do hear it from clients who go well oh, I don't want to say it because they might not be able to deal with it do they really want to know um and if we can all be a bit better at at saying I do want to know mm. yeah mm. um I'm just checking it just checking in and people will share in their own time. I love that, Manny. We're, mm. we're not forcing people to say, you know, what they're not ready to say. Yes. Mm. And that happens in therapy too, mm. where clients will come along and they're not ready to share. It's about building that trust mm. as well. And sometimes clients will come once um, and not come back. Every therapist finds this. And generally that's because that client's just not ready. Yeah. Um, and I will say to them, I can recognize it as well. Yeah. But I will say to them, look, when you're able to say this and you say it in your own time, you go at your own pace, then please come back. Mm. Don't don't hold don't hold it. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting that as well. I had an, uh, a situation yesterday with my daughter in a very similar vein. 
she, you, I know exactly when she wants to tell you something. And she came in the kitchen, I was cooking. She put her head on the kitchen side. I said, you okay? She said, um, yeah. I said, do you want to talk about anything? You can tell me. I don't want to tell you, you'll be mad. I, <laughs> I said, I said I, I said, I won't be mad. I said, I'm sure I won't be mad. There's nothing that you could do that will make me mad. But if you don't want to tell me, you don't have to tell me. And so she went, okay. And she went away. And I thought she'll come back in a minute. And mm -hmm. she did. She came back. Not, not, I mean, what she had to tell me wasn't particularly bad at all. It was fine. Um, she got told off for talking and they get, they get put on a particular wall. There's a, there's a little wall that says, you know, I haven't, you know, you know, I did something today or whatever, and they have to apologize and they get taken over. That's fine to, to the good wall, whatever it is. But she said, um, when she came back, I said to her, you know, that, that you can tell me anything but you can tell me it when you're ready to tell me it, it's fine. And I think when, when I think about what you've just said, it simplifies it so much with kids. They want to know that they're not gonna be judged. They want to yeah. know that there's no fear there of telling you. And it's kind of the same with us. You know, we, we get to a point where we go, I don't know if I say this out loud, it's real and someone hears it. And it's kind of the same thing, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's exactly the, the, the same thing. Um, and the bit I love about that is people want to take, you know, take that burden away. Yeah. Um, and the hints are in that when your daughter comes in, you know, she's not telling you what happened, but there's a little hint. I need to offload. I need to tell you this, mm. but just checking how you'll receive it. Um, and, you know, it breaks my heart at times with, with clients um, who and we build up that trust and even then if a client will sometimes say you'll probably hate me after this Mary but yeah I could tell now do you know um but the wonderful thing is they are going to tell me because they know I won't judge them of course but yeah but there is that little bit that I'm going to share something about me mm -hmm. that other people may not you know be judgment for yeah. um and it's a wonderful moment in therapy if that doesn't sound strange yeah but it is about that trust and and that that people can come and and eventually like your daughter mm. trust that she won't be in trouble and how light and again it's it's things that you know a client clients will say when we spoke last week mary i just felt so much lighter and it is that yeah. there's it's it, it is a burden yeah. we, we carry yeah and, and saying it out loud is so powerful yeah it is it really is um how do you how you know what would you say has been the patterns of people within our industry um coming to speak to you obviously everything's confidential so um i know that you yeah will never give specifics but do you see certain patterns in in how um the industry is 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 um making people feel at the moment why it seems that every performer i seem to speak to is seems to be struggling in some way anxiety seems to be um the kind of main word i i hear is is this a shift you've seen some patterns there's Yes, um, and, and I noticed just even coming through COVID, etc, moving out of COVID, 
Um, and there are, lot, there are always lots of patterns. Mm. I think I said, earlier, isn't it strange when we talk and go, oh, that happened this week. Um, and there seem to be the, these patterns. Often there is that low self-esteem mm. that, that's being triggered, that, that sits with so many of us, yeah. yes, mm -hmm. um, that, that can be triggered. Part of that is as well what we are talking about, that time to talk, that fear of being judged, yeah. that fear of even and around mental health, yeah. that people who are dealing with anxiety, depression, mm -hmm. whatever, that if they say that out loud, there is such a fear as the industry is opening up again, mm. that whatever's going on, that they feel unable to, to share it. Yeah. yeah. With a director, a producer, their fellow cast members, whatever, mm. being able to say, well, actually, today I feel really sad. Yeah. Um, and so they put that mask on. And that's it's hard work. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice um, to have seen so many shows inviting Applause for Thought in to talk as they were reopening. That was a really lovely big step for the industry, I think, in, in looking yeah. after its creatives and, and company, you know, as a whole. Yeah. It is. And Indus Industry Minds has done something similar, done a similar thing yeah. going in um, and encouraging that conversation. Yeah. Um, that just because, you know, someone might be struggling with depression, mm. it doesn't, they, they've still done that job for the last 10 yeah. years. Yeah. To know that um, we, we get on and, and we just do. Mm. But there's a, there's a terrible fear still there. Yeah. Um, that around the work that they won't get the job mm. but and, and and i'm sad to say I, i've heard of experiences where it has happened yeah that that's not surprising sadly yeah and um, it's changing money mm. um but i think there's still more that could be done and there are those few theaters which is wonderful casting directors amazing who are on board and they're proactive. Yeah. The very often the clients who come to me, they're in, you know, they're they're working for a theatre company, whatever, you know, that isn't quite up to speed mm. with, with mental health. Yeah. And still very judgmental. Um, and it is an industry minds. Plus for thought, all of, you know, all of these other organisations out there um, are starting to change things. Yeah, yeah. But we still have a long way to go. Yeah, yeah. We do. I don't know what the answer is. Yeah. How we can encourage yeah. more people in. Yeah. Um, I, I really don't. But it's important for for our well being. Yeah. It's important yeah. for everyone's well being. And once you have that open once you have that open dialogue and i'll go back there was sorry jumping back the stage did an article recently around the pressures of creatives working front of house yes during during covid and some theaters you know had in place you know pr procedures and i spoke to some clients that work front of house and go it's fine mary it's great 
and others were coming with, you know, go, I'm burnt out. I need to give this job up. I need the money. Yeah. But I can't, my own well-being is suffering here, my yeah. mental health. And the difference was that the theatres who engaged with, with, with their staff, who almost, you know, that autonomy was mm -hmm. there, who were supportive, yeah. who were able to say, Manny, if you have a problem that you're unable to deal with, then absolutely come and talk to me. That you're not isolated, you're not standing there, you know, having an argument with someone yeah. about mask wearing or the cost of a beer in yeah. a theatre, you know, um, that you know you will be supported by people, whatever that is. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, it is it about that, that conversation, yeah. telling yeah. people they'll be supported regardless. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I wonder if I can just pick up on the um, low self-esteem um, yeah. that you mentioned. Um, I see that as well in, in the students that I, I teach. Um, and, and I wonder whether some of it, especially out in the industry, does come from um, that sense of not really being able to separate yourself from the fact that this is the job that you do. You put yourself forward for jobs and you might get five, six rejections in a row. And that, it feels so deeply personal, doesn't it? And I wonder whether some of it, I'm sure not all of it, there'll be so much more to it, but I wonder whether that is a huge part of it. It is that when that rejection and the word you use, it goes in as personal. Mm. Um, and and that's that is the bit. It's an industry where there's there's a whole lot in that money for, for, for sure. <laughs> um, around low, low self-esteem. The part the first part you talk is that identity. Mm. Um, and if you think creatives, they study so hard, it's so competitive that it's quite important, it feels important for them to succeed. Bottom line is it's a job. And I really don't mean to minimize it, but you know, you, you wouldn't, you, you know, if you're an accountant, a bus driver, whatever, you don't go, hi, I'm Manny and I'm a bus driver, you know, but quite often creators go, I'm Manny, I'm, I'm an actor, yeah, I'm a performer. We, creators get tied up in the identity, which was one of the reasons during COVID where it was so difficult for creators, where they go, well, if I'm not an actor, who am I? Yeah, um, but it is a whole new topic. Um, don't, don't want to go down that. But there, that, that does eat away at self-esteem. Mm. But then there is the rejection. And if we take it in as personal, if we make it about us, then that hurts. Rejection hurts. Rejection touches the part of the brain where we feel pain. Mm. So that's, yeah, that, that's the bit that's activated. So when we're rejected, whether that's, you know, a partner, whether that's, you know, you, you're not off a part in a show, um, I'm trying to think even in, in, in life where you go, sorry, you, you can't get in to, to this, we're full, mm. you know, there's a rejection and it's how we deal with that, mm. whether we take it in as a personal hurt or whether, you know, if you were going to see 
um, a show you were queuing to get in um, or to buy tickets for something, we do it all online now, but you know, <laughs> and they go, sorry, but even online you go, sorry, yeah. sold out. Yeah. There's a rejection, you're, you're being rejected mm. and you go, do you take that personally? Go, well, why me? Everyone else, you know, got a ticket. And we probably don't, we'll feel the hurt, mm. we'll feel the rejection, the disappointment, but it then it floats away. Yeah. But with creatives, if that goes in as personal, that, that sits there and it eats away at self-esteem. Mm -hmm. And I think the big question is, I know I'm blethering on, but no, I think the not. big question is the reason, the reason why, you know, I look at my daughter as well and she can come out of an audition um, and she go, yeah, I did well and that's great mm. and moves on to the next one. Mm. And someone else who can come out of an audition um, and they're in tears, it really hurts, mm. yeah. And then it feels, you know, that you know they go to those those old beliefs about themselves. I'm not good enough. I'm worthless. No one likes me. Yeah. Mm. And that's the reason. That's the bit as we start to you know, sort of look at the layers. Let's go. Why does it sit with one person and another can feel that hurt? You stub your toe. The pain eases, and you go on. Mm. Well, with others go oh that toe's still aching my foot's still aching mm. yeah does does that make sense yeah <laughs> absolutely. oh absolutely it does it really it really hits home it will with so many people I think I think for me it's about finding what are those little things that we can do that just that you know so if we're aware that we have low self-esteem and that we're aware that we are one of those people that walks out of an audition and goes well, that's it then, I've, I've messed that up. And, and you can't really get it out of your head. How, how do you begin to rebuild that? Because obviously we are in control of, of how, you know, how we can make ourselves feel better, how we can build ourselves, celebrate ourselves. Where do we start with that? Yeah. It's a small question. question. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big question, Manny. Yeah. All your questions yeah. are wonderful questions. <laughs> They're important questions. Yeah. And the first part of that is to recognize what's happening in you, mm. what that emotion is yeah. as well. Yeah. Do you know, is that fear? Is that disappointment? Is that anger at yourself? Um, start to look at that and talk about it, mm. is to explore what is going on with, with you. Yeah. Generally what it does, it touches, see, an old belief we have about ourselves. Which kind of takes us around to the imposter syndrome. Yeah. You know, which Let's is not, not good enough, you know, which is, I don't mean as a favourite, a favourite, but a lot of us will go to that not yeah. good enough. Yeah. Um, which is part of imposter syndrome. Mm. Yes. When, when I invited Mary onto this, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just share this for the whole world. You yeah. do that, Mary, yeah. <laughs> So when I when I emailed Mary to to come and, and have a lovely chat, I said that, you know, she was one of the top people that I wanted to get to chat. And straight away, Mary replied with, oh, oh, wow. You know, like that, that, that really hits one of my kind of limiting beliefs. Oh, you know, and it's just and then I kind of replied with, yeah, I know. But what am I doing? You know, sat here interviewing people. Who am I? And just the pair of us, what are we like? But it's such a huge thing. I don't know if it'll ever, I feel like it'll never go for me, but I don't 
it doesn't affect me like perhaps it used to but now I do feel like who am I what am I doing you know isn't it funny yeah but that's important thing it maybe doesn't disappear mm. but it loses the power yes it's less powerful um and quite often I'll say to clients that initially it can be wow this huge brick just hitting you you know and the pain of that and as you work through it you look at the reasons etc it then it's a little niggle you go yeah. oh what was that um and you recognize what it is mm. and you're able to go ah there it is yeah there's that old belief that's you know that self that limiting belief mm. self-limiting belief and you go ah you're still there but it's a little shadow and you go I've looked at you we've mm. explored this and we know we're good enough yes Mine wouldn't have you on there if you weren't good enough Mary. <laughs> I my little laugh to cover the real yeah <laughs> to cover the little bit that's gone uh but are mm. you yeah and and the belief is there because well i'm here talking today yeah yeah, yeah. and you're doing what you're doing and mm. um, so it might be it might sit there as a little shadow because these core beliefs that we have about ourselves um and again one of my favorite um kind of topics is is that is childhood you know yeah. the, the experiences we have in childhood um, quite often at drama college, you know, through yeah. training, that someone says something and there it is. You yeah. create a belief about you. Um, that's that, yeah, that we don't even know we're doing, Manny. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's only when you start to talk, we're yeah. back to time to talk, um, that when you start to explore, you go, well, what is that? Mm. And you realize where it comes from. And more importantly, that it's just not true. Yeah. Because someone says something doesn't make it a fact. Um, and always all my favorites, a thought is just a thought. Yeah. It's not real. Yeah. You know, you can think that you're a failure. Yeah. You're not good enough. But that doesn't make it real. That doesn't make it a fact. Mm. And what we do is, if we even going back to those auditions where, you, there might be a, a rejection and that's what we concentrate on that's mm -hmm. what we filter in oh look at how I messed up there yeah what about the 90 to 100 other editions you've done where you were wonderful yeah yeah but we ignore them we push them aside because that one experience feeds the belief we have yeah. sitting deep down yeah yeah um, and we can change that as you say mm -hmm. Annie yeah we can through talking through talking absolutely oh mary honestly we're gonna have to do a part two i think of this no we've probably got so much um i i can't thank you enough for your time i mean i always close by asking for you know the top tip but i think it's been very clear that it's all about communicating and all about talking yeah and and i think not not just that we talk but yeah. also that we listen and I think just your example with your daughter is that not judgmental not trying to solve something just being able to listen and accept people for who they are yeah and that's okay 
we are who we are and that's fine yeah oh mary thank you so much this is absolutely wonderful thank you no thank you manny thank you for being part of this well-being with manny community it really means a lot to me that you can spare some of your precious time to listen to these conversations please share this episode with anyone you think would benefit from hearing these open and real conversations and remember talking is key who will you have a conversation with